I told you this before. One of my heroes has always been Eric Bren. This is a man who was on the Ed Sullivan show. You've heard me say this a million times. He had a bunch of plates on sticks. He would spin the plates and go from one to the next. And they would play the saber dance or some frenetic music to indicate that he had to keep these bowls and plates going. And he couldn't drop them. He couldn't, he couldn't let them fall. And he had to go back and keep them going and all this attention on multiple, multiple cases. Or it's like watching Magnus Carlsen, who plays chess with 50 different people at the same time. You understand this? And you have to remember all these things. You have to keep track. You have to keep track of strategy and tactics as this happens. And to be an American and to, to care, unless you just want to not care, And if you don't want to care, join the club. Not our club, their club. You can actually pretend. Listen to the world of Fox News where you can pretend you're connected when in fact you're not. So tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of things which I want you to think about. I'm going to ask you questions. And by the way, the reason why this is different. You know, a lot of times people will have these um, live shows. And I always ask myself, why are you doing a live show? They pay no attention whatsoever to anybody. They don't read any of the any of the information. They don't care about the information. They don't, they don't, it's like, well, why why are you doing this live? You're not even paying any lip service to these people. What's the point? And that's why we do it differently. I have you here. I will point out something that you say, and I will see that maybe uh things are uh, very odd. Somebody says your mic. You are sounding, uh, not sounding normal through mic. Okay, well, let's see what we can do here. See, this is very good. Let me try something here. Hang on. There we go. Is that any better? Let me know. It's the only way to get any attention from you folks. Is that any better? One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six. Is that better? Do I get a five by five? Is that okay? Much? Again, much. Five by five. Very good. Thank you so much. I like when people say you don't sound normal. What does that mean? I don't know. Sometimes it's it's weird. I, I thank you for that. Now couple of things to remind you. First and foremost, dear friends, I cannot say this enough. I'm getting ready to go and I'm getting already excited because I'm counting down to my time, my my moment of in the sun, the Lotus for POTUS 2 tour. Lotus, Lionel of the United States. Coming to, of course, the fabled and storied cutting room in New York City, 32nd Street between Park and Mad. And there are parking lots available. It's not free. I don't know where if you think free parking in Manhattan. Dear God. But I want to see you. This is not regular stand-up comedy. I don't do stand-up comedy. I don't even know what that means. Those are contrived and already organized jokes. This will be determined by what happens that day. This will be also determined by your... It's kind of like this. You will provide a sentence. You will provide a perspective. You will say, what about this? What about that? So that's coming up. And I thank you. I implore, beseech, importune, and ask 
Please, tickets are available. Plenty of not plenty of free parking to say that that was a it was an old Gordon Soli line. All right, my friends. Let me start off with this. Question number one. If it is possible, if it is true that Israel is involved in such dastardly behavior as what we are seeing, if it is true that the various folks coming out of the woodwork from the South African contingency to, again, I think one day you're going to see a Pulitzer, if not, if not, a Nobel Peace Prize for Max Blumenthal. You think I'm exaggerating? I'm dead serious. I am dead serious. This guy has been, he has been saying this forever. And that's the thing I'm wondering about is that he must be thinking, what am I saying now that's different? But if this is true, if Israel is 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 guilty of 10% of what they're doing, what happens? That's the question. What that is the question. Targeted assassination, the assassination of journalists, the assassination of children and women and men. If that, I mean, listen to this. The whole uh, Hannibal Doctrine and this other, these names, these from cast led on the way. Oh my God. Is it that everybody just has it wrong? Is this just some anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish movement? Is that it? They just never liked Israel. They're just making this up. Israel's just defending itself. You don't understand. It's been fighting for its life and Hamas is there and that's the way it goes. You think so? It's the most incredible thing. It's it's and and if it's true, how does the rest of the world explain to the rest of the world how is it that we just didn't pay attention? They've been saying this forever. This is nothing new. It might be worse now. How do you how do we justify this if that's true? Think about this. This is huge. And I've got these friend, one friend of mine, and I said, listen, I said, I'm asking a question the same way I would ask questions about my country. This is not about Jewish. This is about Israel. This is, this is, do you think everybody's just, they're just piling up on Israel? I mean, they're just making this up? All of this business talking about, you know, uh, uh, apartheid and genocide and ethnic cleansing. This is, this is one, this is one plate, my friend. This is one plate you're spinning, okay? You got to keep that going, okay? That's one. Next, this Madison Marsh or whatever her name is, this 22-year-old, this is one of the greatest stories, who wins a Miss America. I think beauty pageants are the most stupid thing. It, it, it is chattel slavery. It is embarrassing, it is embarrassing. Might have been great uh, if you were Rhonda Fleming, but not anymore. It's ridiculous. Remember we had we had Miss Black America. Remember that? Remember that one? Remember that, honey? Was it Miss Black America? Miss Black America. Remember that? Because they, there was no. And then then everybody said, no, 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 there's no need for that. Let's just let's just open it up. And then Miss Universe began, uh, you know, into this. Um, Kind of a, a of a culmination of a of a of a conglomeration of all uh, shades and hues and colors and ethnicities 
And that's the way that went. That was that. Very interesting. Remember Mrs. America? Remember this? These were these older women. Remember this? I, I, I don't know the age. One time I was at a at a Irish bar years ago, right there on on Eighth Eighth Avenue, and lo and behold, I'm standing in there. I'm sitting there talking to the guy, Colin Dermot Seamus, whatever his name is. And all of a sudden, this woman comes in and she looks rough and hard. You know what I'm talking about? That hard look. Rode hard and put up wet. I mean, just hard. Like she'd been through a lot. Like she'd been through a lot of men, a lot of booze, a lot of cigarettes, a lot of bowling alleys. I mean, it looked rough. But she was kind of made up. You know what I mean? She was like going out. And bless her heart, she tried her best. But looked rough. Like Amanda Blake, Miss Kitty Rough. Rough. Then another one came in. Another one. Same age, roughly. Made up, dolled up kind of, but too much. Weird. And this guy's looking at me. He says, you think they're hookers? I said, no, we're not hookers. I don't know if you said hookers, but no. I said, there's no more hookers. What, what is this? What do you think this is, hookers? The next thing you know, there's three, four, five. He says, what the hell? He goes, what is this? What is this? Nobody knew what it was. People were even looking like, what? what, what is this, some kind of a convention? Who are these people? Why are they here? Well, it turns out, Right around, right. You remember where the bread factory used to be? There was this. There was like a, um, it was like a, like an audition place. It was some, yeah, studio. But there was an audition for some some reality show about women who want older women. I mean, it. Every, it, it so anyway, so they had five minutes. So they went right next door to this bar. So they're they're pounding them, and next thing you know, it's filled with I don't know. 10, 20, 30 of these hardcore, rough-looking women pounding them. And I thought, my God. Well, that was that was the old Mrs. America. Remember that? I was like, oh, this is so demeaning. But they walk out. With it. Then they had the kids, John Benet Ramsey, which is demented. Um, homecoming queen. Uh, I'm sorry, cheerleaders. Well, it used to be. Now cheerleaders have to be athletic, but the old days it was completely meaningless. And I thought to myself, this is the most ridiculous chattel slavery. This nothing. This does nothing but but promulgate and promote this idea that women are nothing but the way they look and this and that. It's just it's horrible. Why are you doing this? Okay. Well, lo and behold, guess what? Here comes this uh, Madison Marsh or whatever, and she wins. Miss Colorado. But what's so special about her? Active military. Active military. Air Force. I don't know if she's a uh, if she's a, uh, a, a a pilot per se. I think she is. But it is incredible what we're seeing. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. First, anybody can win if these people say so. Anybody can win. 
if the folks who are involved, if the folks who are involved in the process wanted the non-binary, very androgynous, short-haired, studded, tatted, whatever, believe me, they would win. They would win because the word will be put out to all the judges. Hey, listen, might be a good idea this year. You know what I mean? Oh, 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 yeah, right. You like being a judge, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just, um, you know, use your discretion, but kind of pay attention to what we're saying. You understand this? So this is another example of how things are changing. Little by little, bit by bit. There is this new, I, I, I don't know what the word is, this new r- reflection, this new acceptance, this new appreciation for that which is before. Now, next, I mentioned this to you before, 25 years, I did a, a little video on this one, 25 years ago. Please make sure you subscribe to the channel because it's up there. 25 years ago was the HBO monster, The Sopranos, which at first, wasn't that great? Nobody really knew what it was. It was like, oh, Tony Soprano, okay. And it, you know, it was it was what it was. But David Chase made a deal, and HBO was they said, listen, we're going to do it this way. He said, okay, you know, do do your thing. It led the way for you know, curb your enthusiasm. It was the last time anybody even remembers on a, on a Sunday night where it was appointment TV. Nobody wanted to to set a VCR. You wanted to be there live. And I'm sorry, but you can't binge watch something because you lose all perspective of it. You have to spread it out. It has to, it has to, to, it has to, um, to kind of settle in your brain. Okay. Next thing you know, it just gets better and better and better and better. And it was closer to, it was as close, if not, it was movie quality TV. And what would they do? What what did they do? Remember Vito or whatever his name was? Gay. They beat him with a bat to death because he secretly was gay. Remember that scene where he's got the leather jacket on? Doing the, he had a leather. What is with this leather? What if somebody says, Hey, listen, uh, not for nothing, but I'm gay. But I don't want to wear leather chaps, and I don't want to wear that little leather cap, and I don't know what this motorcycle thing is. I, I, I do you have anything for an accountant? I don't. So there was Vito. Remember that he meant he, he's up there and he's dancing. Yippee yo kaya! It was really sad. It was like remind me of the scene of cruising. Remember cruising with uh, oh, Al Pacino? Yeah. All right. So they take him out, and of course Phil Leotardo just. I mean, they brutalize him because he's gay. And then he meets with the son and he says, quit acting like a fanoke. And it was beautiful. And they were gangsters. And they, it was violent. And it was wonderful. And it, and it didn't, I don't think it, it, it made these people admirable at all. I don't know if anybody even liked Tony. I don't know if, that, if if it was about liking. I don't even know. You didn't like maybe Pauly Walnuts to an extent. Maybe. I don't know. But here are these kids today. Lo and behold, there they are. And they're loving it. They're saying, this was on TV. Yes. Every week. Every week. Could you say this about gay people? Yes. 
And again, it wasn't, they weren't advocating it. It was a story about these people. And it actually happened. I think it was in Jersey to Cavalcante or some family. There was some story of this happening or something similar to that. Do you see what's happening? Second, third plate is this idea that there are things that are just spinning. And there's a, a desire for authenticity again. Next plate, Trump. I can't talk to people about Trump because I either meet people who love Trump and make stuff up or hate him and make stuff up. They cannot assess the notion of Trump doing well one way or another without imparting their own particular way of looking. at. Oh, I love him. He's great. No, I don't love him. It's not about loving him. I don't understand for the life of me. Please explain to me, Vivek Ramaswamy, who gives a rat's ass what he says about Nikki Haley and Rhonda. I don't. What is this? Where, in the name of God, is there any kind of rational, legitimate, adult analysis of what's happening? Can you help me with this, please? Does anybody know? Can anybody help me? What are you talking about? Vic Ramaswamy and this one. I, I, now, let me explain something. Let me try this again. The bottom line with Donald Trump is this. Are they going to let him win the election fair and square if he wins it fair and square? Let me give you an example. Let's assume they go back to Philadelphia. And somebody is actually taking all of the ballots that say Trump in big letters, Trump, and they're seen carting them out to a dumpster whereupon they're doused with petroleum and then they are lighted right before your eyes. The most obvious case of theft you can imagine. Now, here's what they will do. Are you doing this again? Are you Trumpers pushing this conspiracy again? Are you, are you, I never thought you, are you daring to bring this up again? And you say, well, wait, 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 this is worse. You people won't stop. What are you going to do, release the Kraken? That's exactly what they'll do. You say, no, this is different. It's always different, isn't it, with you people? You just can't lose an election. There they go again. That's exactly what will happen. And when you say, hey, Ronna McDaniel, can you help us out here? Do you have teams and legions of lawyers and election workers to help out? No, because you don't want Trump to win. And let me tell you something. The deep state, police state, intel state, shadow government is waiting to bring Trump down. They hate him more than anybody. This thing is multi-leveled and multi-layered. And you think that's a conspiracy theory? No, it's a conspiracy fact. They're conspiring against him. But Trump, no matter how great he is, is kind of full of it. And he feels like he's impervious from it. I want you to stop for a minute. Think about what I'm saying. Because this, this really scares me more than anything. I'm dead serious. Dead, dead, dead serious. All right, friends. Now let me explain to you also. It's very cold today. It's 30 degrees. We're waiting for the big snow today. No snow. Nothing happened. But something is going to go wrong one day bigly. 
I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it's going, but it's going to happen. And I am telling you yet again, and people are finding this out, the greatest, the best company bar none is my Patriot Supply. They are the they are the uh, the Bugatti. They are the they are the Aston Martin. They are incredible. Watch them, and also, dear friend, pay attention to this. This is how you can prepare. This is how you can take advantage of this by going to preparewithlionel.com. Just listen to this. 2024, as I have stated and predicted, will be contentious, scary, and promises to blow your mind. It'll make 2023 look like a walk in the park because the folks who run the show live for chaos and instability and panic. Your panic. Now, many of our problems could be solved overnight. But, you know, that defeats the purpose. Destabilization and chaos, that's the name of the game. Now, if you can handle the truth, and I know you can, you need to visit my website, preparewithlionel.com. Write this down, preparewithlionel.com. You'll get $200 off a much-needed and absolute best-selling three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Now, listen carefully. This is the country's largest preparedness company. My Patriot Supply is your fighting chance at survival. And I don't use that word lightly, survival. Sealed inside six water-resistant buckets, these delicious meals, 22 varieties of tasty breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, you name it, last up to 25 years and provide over 2,000 calories per day. And we're talking 120 pounds of food. Eat right in emergencies with this three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. At this low price, you can get one for everyone in your family. Think about this. This is critical. So visit preparewithlionel.com right now. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. Prepare right now at preparewithlionel.com. One more time. Go to preparewithlionel.com before chaos ensues. The boy name ensue. By the way, did you get the did you get the newsletter today? It went out. It's a butte. Did you get my newsletter? Well, if you didn't, here is a link right now. Okay, that's the link, and it was a butte. Okay, it was a butte. Now let me ask you this. Remember, we got three, four different plates going. Let me ask you this question. What do you think is going to happen when, when, not if, but when, someone claims that there has been yet again more problems, more theft, more whatever? What do you think is going to happen? What? What do you think is going to happen? What will people say? What what will what will happen when our good friend Dinesh D'Souza or 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 somebody comes and says, "Hey, I have a brand new, I have a brand new um um uh, whatever, a brand new uh, um documentary." Yeah, that's it, a documentary. Anybody want to see the documentary? They stole the election. Yeah, well, no, no, they stole the election. Does anybody care? No. You don't care? No. Why don't you care? We just don't. We don't care about stuff. You don't care about stuff? No. What about Israel? Not really. Is there anything you feel about? No. Not, 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 
No. Did you always not care? Pretty much. How many of you don't care? A lot of us don't care. More than you could. Do you think more people don't care than care? Oh, absolutely. You see what we do? We fool ourselves into thinking that somehow we are this representative sample of the world. We're not. We're we're not. We're not representative of anything. We're freaks. Does this make any sense to you? We are freaks. People don't think like we do. Most people, I can tell you, there is a couple that I have. I wish I could introduce you to them. You won't believe them if I if you introduce. First of all, they know nothing, but they think. They think they are so monumentally uh, 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 sophisticated. They think they are so sophisticated. You have no idea. It's like they don't know anything, nothing. So what we do is we talk about this and we enjoy ourselves and we have such a good time and we care about this and what about that. Somebody was sending me, he sent me another something from a, here's a great, a great uh, uh, documentary on how the deep state was involved in the Kennedy assassination. I'm thinking, are you still doing this? Yes. Why? I find that interesting. Well, obviously, do you think anybody cares about the Kennedy assassination? No. So why are you bringing it up all the time? I don't know. Why? I I, I, I don't know. See, that's the problem. This is an illusion. So I got four, four or five plates, and the fifth plate is the illusion of all of this. Now, let me stop right there. Here is the best one of them all. This is the best story, and maybe you can help me with this one. I've seen this. I've brought this up. It's like I speak in a frequency nobody hears. Maybe that's it. Maybe I speak in a frequency where nobody hears this. Nobody nobody is hearing what I'm saying. There was an article... Sam Altman and uh, and uh, and uh, Bill Gates about AI, and they never talk about AGI, artificial general. Have you seen Ben Gertzel or Kurzweil or I haven't seen them lately. I mean, maybe they're there. I don't know, but I haven't seen them. Now, this is the fifth or sixth plate. I don't know or bowl. This is the problem I have. In our life, in our world, in our existence, we, honest to God, have always had this idea that, let's say, for example, we have this device. It's a, it looks like a, we call it a clock, or maybe it's a, an app or something. And if for some reason we don't like it, if it doesn't work or if it doesn't work right, we pull the battery out or we discontinue it or we turn it off. If for some reason Facebook comes along and Mark Zuckerberg says, you know, I don't really care about Facebook anymore. I think Facebook was a big mistake. He could shut it down if he wanted to. He could. Elon Musk could shut down Tesla and SpaceX. You can cancel TV shows. You can turn something off. If you have a gun, you can 
take the bullets out or you can bury it or break it or you can do whatever you want. We can stop things. Does that make sense to you? We can turn things off. We own it. We own this thing. We operate this. Does this make sense to you? Of course it does because you're a smart person. Doesn't it make sense to you? Of course it does. Well, what if I said you have got this thing and I have created this 800-pound gorilla, this figuratively speaking, and it has a 300 IQ. Now, I made this device, but it's not really a device. It's called artificial general intelligence. It has sentience. It has awareness. It's cogent. It knows placement. It is. It can mimic voices. It can. It, it's the most incredible thing. You you have no idea, and I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere, but I don't know where it is. So one day, it decides on its own. No, we don't know where it is. I said, I think I made it. You ever have an email where you you thought you sent it, and you go to the send file, it's not there, and it's not in the junk, and it's not in the the trash, and it's not in the schedule. It's like, did I send it? And then somebody says, I got your email. And he's like, how did you get it? I, 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 there's no record of it. Well, kind of like that. So let's assume we do this thing. And there's four things that AGI does. Artificial general intelligence. Four things we got to worry about. One is recursive self-improvement. It writes its own code. Oh, Jesus. This is scary just saying this. It writes its own code. It writes its own code. I make this clock, and the clock has this thing where it says, whenever I take the battery out, it it finds a new battery. If I turn it off, it turns itself back on. If I try to change the time, it sets it back. It has its own its own sense of time and appropriateness, and I, and I, and I throw it away, and it finds its way back. And I break it up into pieces, and it's already made a thousand copies that I'm not even aware of. It made it because it's brilliant. And I don't know where this thing is. I have no idea. So I've created this system. Let's say it's out there. And we, oh, by the way, four things. One, a recursive self-improvement, uh, uh, number one. Number two, it, it knows every fact there is. I'm not talking Wikipedia smart. I mean everything. Names, dates, people, population numbers, addresses, facts, figures, history. It knows everything. Number three, it knows human psychology. It knows... Your, it knows your idiosyncrasies, your fears, your your concerns, your shortcomings, your jealousies, your sense of competition, fears. It knows you. It knows human behavior, just like a, a, a an animal, like Caesar Milan knows how to do dogs and talk to dogs. And the fourth thing is it, it writes its own apps. It, own, it, has, it has API architecture, so to speak. Okay, so one day we find out that this AGI on its own does not like Israel. Thinks Israel is, um, is a combatant. Feels that somehow it is connected with the plight of the Palestinians and it shuts down all weapon systems from Israel that we think. 
Carla, the cooking CEO, says, Plato describes knowledge best in the allegory of the cave. Oh, yes, the shadows, yes. Shadows and forms, reality and illusion. Thank you, Carla. Thank you for that kindness. I appreciate that. Yes, indeed. But this Carla is different. All of a sudden, one day, it decides to shut down. It, it breaks into <clears throat> the, the it, it breaks into it. It can, it, it can decode everything. Forget it. There's no, there's no, you can't keep this thing out. It creates a way of breaking the code and it shuts down Israel's system, Carla. And it just decides that it wants to do this on its own. And you ask, well, what about alignment? Meaning, is its, is, is its morals aligned with us? Carla, let's say you're the cooking CEO, okay? And let's say you decide that you want to, you've got a competitor. And your competitor is some cooking, whatever it is. And you say, and your AGI picks up on it or or knows about it. You say, I want to be the number one, whatever it is. I want to be the number one. Let's say you want a food truck. And the foodie awards are coming up and I want to win. Unbeknownst to you, some AGI program says, oh, I know how to do that. We'll take care of that. Your number two competitor is a guy who is involved in, he makes stromboli. And he's in a truck over here. And we did some research and he won the past two years and he's going to win again. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to have him killed for you because I want you to win. And I'm going to pick up the phone because we have phone access because I have a 300 IQ. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to call up this person or I'm going to get a hitman or somebody. And I'm going to tell this person, if you do what I say, I will have deposited in your account either through Bitcoin or cash or Venmo, whatever, I will do this. And I know how to break into accounts. I will get that. And this guy wakes up and in his bank account, there it is. There it is. And they go, and we don't know who. Again, where is the AGI? I don't know. But he does the job, kills your opponent, and he gets the money and that's it. You may or may not be connected with. And you're thinking, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. All I said was, I want to win. And it says, you won. I got rid of the competition. Yeah, but that's that's ridiculous. There's no alignment. It has no more morals. It says, did you or did you not want to win? Yes, you didn't put any limitations on it. Yeah, but, okay. Remember those cheerleader stories? Remember that every now and then there'd be the cheerleader, the mother who wanted to kill the competitor to her daughter, the cheerleader? You think that's impossible? You think what I'm saying is nuts? Do you, do you think that this... And where is this? All of a sudden you're saying it, it's it's killing all the competition. Who? It. I don't I don't know who this is. Let's say it gets real crazy. Real crazy. Maybe it's good. It takes a 30, it takes a a second, a second of hearing your child's voice to mimic it immediately deep fakes immediately 
and it calls you up, or maybe it's your kid that says, "Hey, listen, I'm on a, I'm on a job. I need what's my social security number, or, or, or what's the what's the alarm code, or whatever, whatever it is." But let's say he does something in a good way. Let's say what? Let's say somehow this thing, because remember, it's not going to do what you want it to do. You're not going to be able to say, "Excuse me, Mr. AGI, I hired you just to work on doing graphics." I, I don't know what you're shutting down Israel's weapon system. Excuse me. I don't know what. Doesn't matter. You just created this because you didn't know what you were doing. What Bill uh, Bill Gates and Altman, these guys can't tell you is how do you shut this thing down? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It keeps it's it's done. I don't know what's going on. I don't, if, if, if a machine is left to its own default, will it be moral? Will it do the right thing in terms of morality? Will it, I, don't, I mean, I, 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 we don't know anything. And when they tell you, listen, we're not there yet, they're there yet. What is it that makes a human being a human being? What is it that makes a human being? Aside from a heart, okay, you know, heart transplant, a soul. What is a soul? What does that mean? What is a soul? A conscience. What does that mean? Memory, a heart, feeling. I don't know what this is. Reason. What is reason? How is it? When is it a human being? That's the thing that nobody can understand. And nobody, but nobody, and I mean this, nobody can tell you anything about this. Nothing. They can't tell you anything about this. And what they also can't tell you is we're not even sure what, what, I mean, this is going to be a theological question. Is this a human? It, not a human. Is this alive? It's sentient. It has a name. People talk to it. It talks to you. It 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 has a. It remembers. It reasons. It talks. It understands. We're not talking something that just mimics you. It's not a robot. It's a person. Edge Dweller says, "How do we bring accountability of a natural person when, in the case of AGI, is not?" How do we bring to accountability of a natural person when, in this case, with AGI, it is not? I don't know. That's a great question. And also, how do you define what a person is? What What is it? What is, what if this thing does good and you love it, this thing called, uh, whatever it's called, what, 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 what precisely? Makes a human being a human being. What does it mean? What is, I, I, I don't I, I don't get. Here's one for you. Let me give you another new another plate. Ready for this? Here's a new plate. Listen to this one. But before I do this new plate, you know what's going on, right? That's right. Our friend, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. That's right. My friend, my pillow, Mike Lindell, our sponsor. Oh yeah. That guy. All right, my friend. 
It's time to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you get a free gift. No purchase necessary. I know, I know a free gift. It's a tautology, so sue me. But listen, listen carefully. What are we talking about? Giza Dream Bed Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it. Items to help you luxuriate and relax. Think about it. And they're monster sellers right now. Listen to me. Slippers. My slippers. Think about it. What do they do with my pillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. And when they apply that genius to slippers, look out. Look out. Look at the specials right now, but only if you use promo code Lionel. So go to MyPillow.com slash Lionel. Solid to serve you. MyPillow.com slash Lionel. Or call 800-645-4965. Call right now and watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com. The best. Friend, there is something which is very important for people to recognize and understand and grasp. And that is something which has, well, it has captivated the attention of many, many people for a very long time. And that is the notion of extraterrestrial life. Flying, so this is the, what, fifth, sixth, seventh plate? Every now and then you'll see somebody talk about it, but they don't take it seriously. Tucker Carlson has never taken it seriously. Nobody has. If, 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 you, you, um, um, EBEs, extraterrestrial biological entities, or UAVs, or EBEs, or UFOs, if they were cancer, Tucker would call it a boo-boo. I mean, he would address it, but in the most childish of, of states. The most childish. And for the longest time, it has been incomprehensible. You don't understand that there is something that does not know Earth. Everything, everybody from Plato to Hitler to Charlie Chaplin to Genghis Khan has been on this planet, this place right here. And it has seen that moon and that sun only. That's it. Period. And as far as people are concerned, that's the only one that counts. Imagine you are going to see one day a manifestation, or you may never know, I don't know, but we're talking about another entity, another life force, another entity that may or may not look like us. It may have this kind of a body, like a middle line, kind of like a, like a chiral left and right and hands. And maybe, maybe, maybe there's no, maybe this is primitive. Maybe hands to an advanced species, maybe they don't need hands. Maybe they don't, they just, because you got to ask yourself, what would this thing look like? And, and you got to ask yourself, well, which, which thing are we talking about? Which thing are we even remotely talking about? What is the thing that we're talking about? What, what is this? And imagine this. It absolutely blows everything in your, it, it, blow, it, it, it blows everything away. And imagine this. 
Imagine if I said, I want you to sit down. I want you to think about this. I want to introduce you to one of these things. And, and, and don't ask me how I got it. Forget Bob Lazar. Forget this. But I want you to understand one out of perhaps millions of versions. There are millions of, of species of, of fungus and mushrooms and fish. And they are seemingly similar, but they are they vary to the point of incomprehensible complexity. You can't even imagine this. So throw into the mix um, other people and other places, and, and that's what we have. And I want you to imagine I've brought you to meet this person, this thing, and it is able to speak to you. And the first thing you do is you'll notice, look, whatever. I don't know if it will be gravitationally able, probably. But let's just assume all these things are. It's sitting there and it's talking. And I think the first thing in the world you would find is that it does not speak. That's why it never has much of a mouth. Nothing. It speaks, it communicates telepathically. It conveys an idea. It doesn't speak to you. There's no such thing as not speaking English. If you went to Canton, if you went to uh, uh, to Mykonos, or if you went to Paris, under this system, you would go and you would just you would talk and you would say, "I want this, I want that." And that you wouldn't need to know the pronunciations and accents because that's barbaric. That's barbaric to them. It would be like barking. What do you want to speak for? Do you want to clear? Tell me the idea. Don't don't. What if you're not able to speak? What if you're... So that's number one. Telepathy, most probably. Number two. It may be shorter or spindly in some cases because it may not eat... It may be powered by something similar to photosynthesis. It, it doesn't need eating and chewing and, you know, elimination. It may be completely after, not not after evolution, but just develop in a better level. And what if it says to you as you're talking and you say, how is it that that you you come from these planets that that they, they have to be in this Goldilocks world? The planet has to be far enough away from its star, number one, so it doesn't it's not too hot, not too cold. It can't be too, too far because you've got to travel over traverse distances. Uh huh. And the amount of fuel, the amount of fuel, fuel? Yes, fuel. Okay. All right. And what else? And if it were to say to Tucker, what do you mean, where do we come from? Do you think we have a home base, a planet? We get up in the morning like Fred and Barney going to work and we take off. Is that what you think? What do you think? Do you think we go, we visit you, we go back and forth? Is that it? That we have a that we have a, a, a home? <laughs> a place with an address, and we just come here to, you know, uh, anally probe the rednecks. I mean, this is this is the most. What is this distance you're talking about? What are you talking about? I've I've got to go and I've got to what you you want to go from A to B in a ship with gas, some kind of power system? No. 
I love this analogy. We're at a long dinner table in a beautiful, like one of those William, those Hearst castles and Simeon or whatever. And I'm at this table and you're at the end. And I want to say, pass the salt. And I say, you know what? I don't want to get up and get the salt. Hell, I got to walk all the way down there. And I don't want you to have to walk up. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the tablecloth and I'm going to kind of scrunch it up. And lo and behold, the, the salt shaker is moving towards me as I scrunch it up. And I contract space and I and I move and I do things that and you're and Tucker's worried about does it look like a tic tac? Did it follow the ship? Eric Weinstein has this wonderful question. He says, When people say it defies the law of physics, may I speak to somebody who speaks physics? How do you know what the laws of physics can do and can't do? What about Zeta Reticuli, this binary star system? It's about 30 light years away. It's not too far. And remember, the faster you go, approaching the speed of light, which you won't, but but the faster you go, the more time contracts, and it doesn't seem like 30 years to you, if you could really pick up speed, okay? Do you know that the space is so vast that you could probably go in a straight line and never hit anything? <laughs> never even remotely hit just set on the course and go. And I would wish people would talk about the the marvels of this. But we have gatekeepers. Carl Sagan was one. That Jadrul uh, Bill Nye. And the biggest horse's ass of them all. Well, two of them. But the biggest one is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Absolutely so full of himself. It's not even funny. Michio Kaku. Is probably the most... Um, most excellent regarding that. Uh, uh, Keen, who wrote the book on it, she's terrific. Um, Brian, uh, Brian, was it Brian Cox? Uh, Brian Green, uh, gatekeepers, gatekeepers. Keep talking about the same stuff over and over again. This, this will, this will blow your mind. This will blow your mind. Now, here's the best part. Now, listen to me carefully, okay? Listen to listen to this. This is the most important. This is the one that I love because this always brings in religion into account. The uh, Vatican, its astrologer, already determined a while back when asked the question, is there anything inconsistent with Catholic philosophy or theology, doctrine, that would preclude there being something from another planet? And whoever the astronomer said, no. In fact, they could be close to either being like uh, uh, angels or the way we deal with animals. There are brothers and spirits. You know, I go, okay, fine. Here's the best one. Is there a possibility that it does not have original sin? Now, let me stop. That's the question that will bring the entire system to a halt. Everything. Imagine this. Original sin. Now I'm talking to this person, this thing, that ostensibly has a very large IQ, whatever this is. And it says to me, what are you talking about? Original sin. What is original sin? You know, or you have to uh, seek a redemption and a forgiveness of the Lord to accept Jesus Christ. Who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? 
yes, you, you, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal. And if you don't, you will forever be banished to the lake of fire. And we don't know what you're talking about. Now, here's a question. What happens if somebody says, if Jesus were to say to you, oh, by the way, they don't, they are not susceptible to original sin. That's only you. They're chosen. It's not that they're chosen, but they're okay. They're okay. They're okay. Out of this entire world, this universe, this from the visible light, 14 billion years, this entire galaxy upon galaxy, there's hundreds of billions of planets and hundreds of billions of stars and hundreds of billions of galaxies and universes and multiverses out of this expanse, out of this expanse. I only came to earth. I only came to earth. That's it. Carla, the cooking CEO, says, Dear Lionel, I would just say just M theory. Ah. You sound like an Ed like an Ed Witten fan here. Thank you so much for that. Um what if there was nothing? What if I came along? What if I came along and there was this thing that says um no it's only here the first thing i would say to you is um this do you like isaac asimov i loved him when i was in when i was in grade school at sacred heart academy i don't know what age i was 5th 6th i don't know I, there was a book called The Human Body by Isaac Asimov. And my parents, I wanted to order it. Sister Kathleen Ann was our uh, librarian. And I wanted to buy this. They, we, we didn't have, uh, you know, Barnes and Noble. And, and, and she had to give my parents permission. And they said, of course. So she ordered the book and I got Isaac Asimov. I, I wasn't into his robotic stuff, just this thing on the human body. And it just fascinated me. Absolutely fascinating. So yes, I'm a big, big fan. But let me put it to you this way. Do you mean to tell me that you believe that Jesus only came here? If there's nothing out there, that's fine. If Jesus says, well, you're the only game in town, so I had to come here. Okay. There was nobody else in the universe. Okay. But what if he said, no, you're not the only person here. But I did. But God decided to send His only Son here. And by the way, Abraham, uh, uh, Allah, Muhammad, Zoroastrian, everything here, same rules, kind of, sort of. But you mean to tell me that we meant so much to this to go through this when there are countless, countless, maybe. Iterations of, I would say, almost humanity, life, and God would come here, sacrifice his son for our redemption during a time where it was backwards and nobody could write. Like, what? Wait a minute, what? When we're not the only ones? Did he do this before? 
Is there any evidence that God went to other planets with other son? Well, his other son. And did this again or some version of this? Well, no, we don't. So we're the only one. Do you know what this does? To the, it, 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 it shakes the credulity. It makes people think, oh, my God, this is preposterous. Why? Because they know there's other people here. Up till now, you know, in the days of Ptolemy and whatever, we, we, we would believe this. We thought we were it. Kind of made sense. Sure, he came here. What? We're the only ones in the universe. But if God were to say to you, do you know how many people there are? Do you, do you have any any idea? And by the way, life form, you I, I don't know. Your your idea of intelligence is somebody builds a building. There are things that that are, are multiplicatively beyond you in terms of intelligence. You don't have to build a building. They're not killing each other, too, by the way. They don't do that. You do that. I kind of like them better. It it will shake everything to the core. It will make people think this story is making any sense. If we're the only people in the universe, then the it makes sense. God of this, we love you. But if God says, wait a minute. I've got multiple uh, dimensions, multiple uh, reality universes, multiple uh, paradigms of multiverse, uh, dimensional. I mean, I'm in. There's a picture which I love. And you can look at it and you can see it's, uh, it's right over Chelsea. Well, in New York, roughly, these people are in Chelsea. Anyway, and you see a light here and a light here, and then they go into one, and then they break up into three, and then they go back again, and then they disappear, and, you know, they're, it, it, it blows them. It just, it's a, come on, you, what, what do you think this is? Well, it could be a military. Okay, fine. It, it, it appears, disappears, breaks into three, breaks into two, Okay, sure. Yeah, that's the military. This is the part which I love that Tucker won't ever go to. I want it just to freak you out. Not look at a stupid turret gunner shot of that tic-tac. I don't understand it. Edge Dweller knows what's going on. Edge says, similar to my bedroom being compared to the Bermuda Triangle, where certain perceptions seem to disappear on a daily basis. Ah! That's very arcane. And I'm reading far more into it than I think you even intended. Because why? Because I'm filthy. I'm a filthy, horrible, rancid person. Now let's think about this, dear friends. Just just think about this. This is the part that I don't understand. This is where I say goodnight to Tucker. Good night, Bob Lazar. And, um, okay, that's fine. S5, Area 51. Okay, all right, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Rendlesham Forest, Kamita Report, there's so much. Rendlesham Forest, how about Phoenix Lights with um, uh, was it not Five Simonton, but but the but the governor, I believe, of, of Arizona, who saw this thing a mile wide, and uh, D.C. and L.A. I mean, there's so many so many stories. 
Rendlesham Forest is good. That's that's great. Military personnel with a recorder as they see this thing take off. Okay, fine. What does that do? It's boring. I'm going to talk about the big picture. And Forrest, when Tucker does, he goes, well, I'm a Christian. He's saying, okay, all right. Okay. If I ever met Jesus, I would say, what did you do? Well, you, you turned these people's imagination off. They don't think anything. They just, they think it's either blasphemous or whatever. They have no sense of awe or wonder. None. They don't care about that. There's nothing big to them. They don't say, my God, I my mind can't get around. No, they don't do that. They don't do that. They just, they would, can we see that TikTok, TikTok uh, video again? Can we see that? That's wonderful. Okay. So I gave you about six or seven plates. And don't expect anybody to follow it or to in any way recognize the Suggestion of such. Now, this week is Mrs. L's birthday week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're doing the whole week. The whole week. And you know what will be great for her hard work? I'm telling you right now, I want everybody, I want to see 209 or whatever number of people, actual new subscriptions to her YouTube channel. Right? That's one thing. She is just, she did one tonight. You're looking particularly snazzy with her kind of detective or Sam Spade pork pie hat kind of a sort of, not pork pie, but it's a, it's a mini fedora. Very sexy. Very sexy indeed. And I want you also to do me a favor and to subscribe to her Twitter, Lynn's Warriors, as such, for her birthday. It's her birthday week. It's her birthday week. And we're celebrating like mad. She has a whole week. She has a week of parades, small parades, just a couple of blocks. But we have parades, block parties, jugglers. We've got everything for it. That's this week. All right, dear friends. Now, let me also say to these wonderful people, to these wonderful people, to Edge Dweller, thank you, my friend, Edie Crowley, Carla, the cooking CEO. I'd like to find out more about what that cooking CEO means. What do you cook? What is the CEO? I thank you for that. You are very, very kind indeed. Please, my friends, think. Use your head. Just imagine. Wait a minute. There she is. Oh, my God. Happy birthday to Mrs. L. Look at that, honey. I don't know if you've been watching this. Thank you. You are so, you are so sweet. We will, we will celebrate in, in high fashion. Um, I have a, uh, a thing which is the, uh, I mean, this is the way I, I look at it, and this may sound kind of corny to people, but it's absolutely true. We could not be where we are today if we weren't our age. Simple. We, we, we could not be doing this. Nobody, it would never make any sense. It, it, it would make no sense whatsoever. We could not know what we know if we were younger. We could not. It, it will make no sense. There, there's no way. There, I could not have appreciated it. I'm sorry. Even 10 years ago, 10 years younger, I don't. I, I walk around here and I'm thinking to myself, holy wow. Look at what's going on. 
And it's because of, not because of age and wisdom, but just time for experience. Just being able to just look at things and say, you know, I really get this. I really get this. I'm starting, I'm start, I'm starting to get it. You know what? And things just blow my mind. And whenever I hear people talk about UFOs, AGI, that that I could spend, I could talk forever talking to somebody from some Microsoft lab or something and just talk about reason and sentience and and uh, and by the way, the idea of where would these be? Do, do you it maybe it's me, but seeing something from another planet dimension, but I don't know. So dear friends, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Have a great and a glorious time. Remember, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you you like these. It's very, very critical. And then we will see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. to you, to our wonderful friends. Again, thank you. And Carla, you are most, most kind, as is Edge. Again, Edie, thank you so, so much. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious day. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And until then, remember these words. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Da, da.